Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Morning, Smitty. Let's start with these pop-up clinics that don't seem to be popping up now, even though there's hundreds of people showing up at Bear Creek Park and, and Newton Park and, and Newton Athletic Park in Surrey, hoping there's going to be a pop-up clinic there. Doesn't sound like there's going to be pop-up clinics at these parks today. No, there's a text going around, and our staff have received copies of this, suggesting that there's these uh, pop-up clinics uh, for vaccines at these two locations, but there's no evidence those cl- clinics were actually going to be located there. There's a bit of confusion, to say the least. <laughs> There's honest. like hundreds of people showing up. Like a, I hear that maybe some people are camping out overnight or people showing up at 5 o'clock in the morning to be well, we, you know, We had um, footage a couple nights ago of a pop-up clinic in Coquitlam. I reported Aaron MacArthur there and the lineup. The lineup was circling around the yeah. the center there like three or four times. I mean, people. The, the, I mean, the upside of this is that it shows that there's a lot of interest in people getting vaccines, which yeah. is fantastic. We want everybody to get uh, the needle in their arm. And sure. even if people are queue jumping or, or they're showing up with the wrong postal code, at l- if you get a vaccine... Well, are they great. even checking your postal code? It doesn't sound like it. In some places they are, in some places they aren't. It's okay. inconsistent. But again, this is a... Adrian Dix yesterday talked about it. He, he admitted this was not the smoothest rollout for this new... But again, we've never, ever done anything like this before. So, you know, there's obviously going to be problems. Okay, let's listen to Dick speaking about this yesterday to acknowledge the problems here. Have a listen. Could have done better in terms of communications. Let me acknowledge that. Uh, and uh, we're working to do that. Okay, it's always, uh, they always blame it on the communications, it seems, but I'm not sure the communications would have made much of a difference. Yeah. I mean, what is he suggesting? If he gave people 24 hours notice, there's going to be a pop-up clinic, it would have been any better? No. It probably would have been worse, maybe. I think, there, yeah, there would have been even a larger crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the pharmacy system and the age rollout system is based on appointments. Right. You register, you get an appointment, and, you, and you're told, I got, you got the same vaccine. I was told, don't show up early. We don't want you in this place earlier than you have to be. I showed up literally three minutes before my, my shot, and I was the only person there. Um, and then when I left, you had to wait 20 minutes and walked around. Nobody else showed up until just... Just before their scheduled appointment. That's not what's happening in pop-up clinics. So these pop-up clinics are in targeted neighborhoods where there's high levels of transmission. And we're talking about Surrey. Surrey is the epicenter, ground zero of COVID. I looked at the map again yesterday, the the updated map for the Center for Disease Control. Surrey by far and away over the last two weeks of the map update, 3,500 cases in Surrey, more than 3,500. The next biggest was Vancouver, just more than 1,000. Then you drop down to Tri-Cities and Abbotsford with, um, you know, six or 700. Uh, the drop-off between Surrey and elsewhere is very noticeable. And this is why the pop-up clinics have been in yeah. Surrey and Coquitlam, because those are right. the two biggest hotspots. That's what, those are the places that are on fire, and they're trying to put the fire hose yep. on and where the fire is burning. I can understand that. Uh, at the same time, though, like, you know, it just seems kind of, kind of a scattershot approach to it. Maybe it's not the most effective. On the other side of it, like the other thing that Dick said yesterday was forty-one hundred people. Got, well, yeah, got, we put thousands. We put thousands of people yeah. got the vaccine. What, what, what I was amazed at watching Aaron's report, and he pointed out just how good-humored and good-natured people were. Well, if you're but, at the front of the line, you're good-natured. Oh well, no, he was talking people in the back of the line for three hours. Yeah. There were, and there, people weren't getting cranky. What or about upset. the people? What about the people who got turned away? Well. I, not sure what exactly what happened with them, but people were waiting for three hours and, and quite happy to get to, to wait that long to get their vaccine. Now I understand there was not that was not the case this morning at Bear Creek. People were yeah. there were some <laughs> called the cops. people there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they had to disperse the crowd. So, so what are they going to do now? Are they going to stop doing these pop up clinics? I'm not sure. We don't know.
It's a, again, it's a it's a new strategy. Um, now we've got other targeted clinics in other places around BC. Dawson Creek, for example, is right. a, a targeted area for uh, for this, uh, and it's been really effective in some yeah. of these cities. Uh, Vancouver Kensington, the south side of Vancouver, is another neighborhood that's been targeted. Um, so mostly, it's Surrey is where the, these this target is aimed at right now and again because that's where the most covid cases are okay what do you think about sick pay i think it's really interesting that you've got the john horgan government has been doing like a lot of other provinces have been doing it's the finger pointing game saying this is federal responsibility and justin trudeau should be doing this sick pay trudeau not stepping up to do it so now horgan it appears kind of folding to some of this pressure saying okay we're going to do our own sick pay here in mm -hmm. british columbia but still a lot of details to be ironed out here how yeah. this is going to work yeah. who's going to pay for it so this is the most pointed criticism horgan's leveled at trudeau government since the pandemic began was mm. a couple days ago at his news conference when he said the the ottawa has done a lot of things well but this is not one of them yeah that was very barbed criticism aimed at uh, ottawa the, the the failed expectations they thought the sick pay was going to be in the budget no mention of it now the pressure on the provincial governments to do it themselves ontario launching a three-day paid uh, sick leave program which actually expires at the end of september it's just until everybody's vaccinated uh, well, doesn't but, that make sense well it's interesting you know we're here we are talking about something that was never even dreamt of before the pandemic, I mean, if it would have been summarily dismissed. Oh, yeah. Probably uh, before just, all this, no government was entertaining the notion of funding a paid sick leave program for everyone. Uh, no, it, just, it was just unheard of. But once the pandemic took hold, the reality is that financial assistance programs that were never even part of the conversation before are now just taken for granted. Universal so, daycare, universal pharmacare, yeah, the CERB, you know, basically a guaranteed annual income. Which yeah, is all of this is on the table. Is suddenly part of reality now. Yeah. At some point, it will expire once the pandemic's over, but we're not there yet. So sick pay, very much uh, part of it. It's also part of the public health strategy. You don't want people coming to work if they're sick. Okay. It sounds like Horgan, though, is going all in in the sick pay thing now, judging by his comments this week. But I think one of the questions is, would this be a, a government-administered program where the funds would flow from government, or do they mandate that employers must continue to pay their employees when even when they're off sick? He's going to get a fight over that. Or, a hybrid, groups. or a hybrid model, uh, perhaps. Okay. But again... You know, the government's treasury, uh, the notion of a balanced budget was gone long time ago. And you and I have talked about this before. If you're in for a, a penny, for a penny. you're in for a, a $10 in this case. So you've got a $10 billion deficit, $9.7 billion What's another deficit. billion? What's another billion? Okay. And that's why, they're, again, they're, the governments are free and easy now to spend money in ways they never would have been allowed to do in the past. Okay, speaking of... Government is good and big government is even better. That seemed to be kind of the theme of the speech to Congress yesterday by President Joe Biden. So let's have a little listen to uh, Biden speaking to this uh, uh, Congressional Assembly here yesterday. We've seen time and time again that that trickle down does not work. And by the way, we don't have any against w wealthy people. You got a great idea. You're going to go out and make millions of dollars. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But guess what? You got to pay your fair share. All it's done is make those at the top richer in the past and everyone else falling behind. This time, it's time that we build an economy that grows from the bottom up and the middle out. The middle out. Okay, sounds like tax hikes on the rich. Not much clapping government there. programs. Not much clapping there. Well, there's not a lot of people there. <laughs> hardly anybody in that place. Uh, yeah, so a $1.8 trillion uh, program uh, for for spending on top of the two trillion dollar plus infrastructure program 
This is a completely different than anything we've seen for years, and it is taxing corporations to by a much greater amount than we've ever seen in the past in the United States. So Biden's got a very ambitious agenda. I think it's going to be a popular one. Already his approval numbers are, are pretty impressive, um, but again, it's a, it's spending a lot of money. I think people in the United States are happy with the vaccine rollout there, where the spend, the it's been like more than double what he projected in the first 100 days of the administration there. Yeah, no, they've got a very successful, I mean, their, their challenge down there is to convince, they've got so much vaccine, but the challenge down there is to convince people to get vaccinated. Yeah. There's a lot of vac- vaccination hesitancy and anti-vaxxers down there. Okay, that was a very interesting speech by the president yesterday. Let's have a little listen to the Republican response here. Here is Republican Senator Tim Scott. We just heard President Biden's first address to Congress. Our president seems like a good man. His speech was full of good words. But President Biden promised you a specific kind of leadership. He promised to unite a nation, to lower the temperature, to govern for all Americans, no matter how we voted. This was the pitch. You just heard it again. But our nation is starving for more than empty platitudes. We need policies and progress that brings us closer together. But three months in, the actions of the president and his party are pulling us further and further apart. Okay, Republican Senator Tim Scott there responding to the speech by the president. Pretty tepid criticism, I think. I think the Republicans are not in a good spot right now. Um, public opinion has shifted down there, but it's early in the term for jo- for Joe Biden. We're going to see if he can actually pull this off. But right well, another, now, another, th- another theme from the Republicans yesterday was that Biden is talking about big government. This is big brother. This is going to be the federal government getting involved in more of your lives, and it's they're spending too mm-hmm. much money, and government is growing too large. But we're in such a, a, a different time now this pandemic like you mentioned has changed everything and so where an argument like that no. might have got a lot of traction in the united yeah. states maybe less so now people want government right now they? they want government relief they want government yeah. help now this may sh- this will shift this will change the united states yeah. is going to go back to i think more traditional voting patterns uh once this pandemic is over but right now it's uh, biden's got the ball to run with all right, Keith Baldry from Global News is with me. Phone lines are open, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Chris on the line in Surrey. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. After I talked to you yesterday, I happened to be driving by the Surrey-Newton Athletic Park. So I tried to park there, waited for three hours to find out there was no more left. So, uh-huh. I, Mike, I heard your first guest this morning, the, the Liberal Health Clinic. I agree with her 100%, Mike. You, you do the right thing. You go onto the website. You register. This should be the one to tell you when you're going to get it. Even if it's three weeks, four weeks down the road. So, Keith, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm tired of wasting my time. I tried to book more appointments this morning. Sorry, no appointments available. So, Keith, what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait four or five months from now until there's a, uh, a supply everywhere. You can just walk in and, and get it. I'm just, I'm tired of waiting, wasting my time. I'm just going to wait. Well, I, I would advise you to, to follow up. Um... Uh, Chris, thank you for the call. Uh, you know, this Chris called yesterday. This is the guy who said that he was trying to get yeah. he was trying to get a shot through the government uh, vac- vac- uh, vaccination now and couldn't get it. Um, I'm still I would not give up. Get, uh, don't give up. You should have received it by now. Yeah, it's so, so I mean, age-based age rollout. You're 67, if I recall yeah, from yesterday. Yeah. You should definitely have that vaccine. I mean, I, again, send me your particulars. Send the, our producer your emails and stuff, and I'll look into it for you. But Again, don't give up. It's in your interest to get vaccinated, everybody to get vaccinated. The good news is next week we're going to start getting a heck of a lot more doses arriving in B.C. Pfizer is going to double 
Uh, the weekly doses from 138 to 275. Moderna's going up to 130,000. Uh, we don't know about AstraZeneca. Um, that's just a, that's a bit of a wild card. We're going to get more AstraZeneca. It's just we don't know when. Yeah, Chris, I would encourage you, if you're still on the line, give your personal detail, contact details to the producer or send me an email. Okay, Mike at CKNW.com. Mike at CKNW.com. And Keith and I will look into it for you. 604-280. Thank you, Chris. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Corey and Burnaby. Hey, Corey. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, quick thing. I live in Surrey. I think the pop-up clinics are a good idea. It's mainly because they don't have enough vaccines to distribute to the um, um, pharmacies right now, so they're trying to maximize what they have. And I think it's a good idea, and it's, you know, first come, first serve, but maybe a better, better control over, okay, hey, guys, after this point, you're not getting it, so people aren't wasting their time. They should be able to do that a little bit better. Uh, that's one comment. And the other comment I have was on EI. Like, in my company, we have our employees have, like, three, six days, six days. But what we do is most people are taking 14 to 21 days. We put them on medical EI, and it's been totally fine. Like, our employees collect their uh, EI while they're off. There's no issues with that. And if they need three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is, they come back, their job is held, and they come back in their position. So, I mean, it's not brain surgery, but, you know, it seems to work for us. Okay, so you mean if you have an, em an employee who is sick, they can yeah. go on EI? Yes, we put them on okay. EI. We give them a temporary, we give them a temporary layoff and medical reasons. And then, we, um, then they, they, we send in their ROE. And Service Canada processes their thing, and um, you know they might have to wait a week or two because they're not you know, necessarily instant like us, but uh, they get paid. Do, do, right? their so, earnings, do their earnings go down? Their earnings go down a little bit, yeah. obviously, but I mean they can collect their three days of sick pay from us, and they can take a personal leave day if they want. Uh, that's up to them. Um, but most people are saying, you know what, like it, it gets me through the hard times, and if I need more than two weeks, which some people do, right? Some people need four weeks. To get better now they can do that right and they're not they're not at risk of losing their job or feeling pressure to come back okay Corey, thanks a lot for the call well ei would pay you less than your full-time salary so i, I think yeah. what they're talking about here under a sick pay program in bc is that if you get sick you you wouldn't lose a penny right yeah, and, you continue the, to get your full salary the origins of this entire bait start with not wanting people to come to work with symptoms of COVID-19 yeah. and you want those people to stay home and so you right. have to provide an incentive of, for them to stay home and not come to work when they're sick, I remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, a guy phoned me. His wife worked in a food processing plant. She went to work even though she was sick. Uh, and that plant became infected and was shut down. And I think 90 people ended up getting sick there. But she had to go. There was an immigrant family. They weren't making much money. She could not afford to take the day off. And that's that's this is where the start of this debate began. Let's go to Mike and Vernon. Hey, Mike, we got a minute left. Go ahead. Great. Hey, um, listen, guys, uh, that last caller uh, echoed a lot of what I was going to say. Why can't we modify the EI system? It's the simplest way to do it. It's already sitting there and, and has all of its uh, functions in place. Modify it. Maybe we have to change our EI payments a little bit. Uh, maybe base it on your, on your salary a little more or something. But there is a way of doing it. And creating a whole new bureaucracy to try and do this is just seems ridiculous. So, again, this falls back to Trudeau and the Liberals. Like, get it done. It, this is the problem with them is they don't get anything done. They just sort of okay. they bounce it around through committees and, they, and, and everything else, and, and things don't get done. Thank so, you. Thank you for the call. Ten seconds. Well, they got the serve out the door within a matter of days at the very beginning. So, again, begs the question, why can't they get sick pay out the door? Thanks, Keith. All right. All right that's Keith Baldry. That's Baldry's Beat.